Hello everyone, you're listening to the Baladance Live podcast. I'm your host Jana Komarnitska and I'm thrilled to share a new portion of dance inspiration with you. If you are a new listener, welcome to the show. Don't forget to subscribe and receive automatic updates about our new episodes. And if you are our regular listener, welcome back. Please leave your reviews on whichever app you're listening. They really help me promote the show and spread awareness about Baladance art form. Plus, I really like like hearing back from you. On this note, let's get to our today's episode. Jelena and Baladance Evolution are back, taking their show and programs across the globe. You know how many guests we had previously on this podcast shared how much the experience with BDE pushed their dance career. You can have it too. Audition for Jelena's latest production and join Jungle Book cast. All details at www.joinbde.com. Direct link in the show notes, joinbde.com. As you may know, this summer I am spending in Cairo, Egypt, and I had opportunity to attend quite a few of local festivals. And if you follow me on social media, you saw a lot of my Instagram stories sharing all sorts of things about this kind of events. But still, I do receive a lot of questions about specifically festivals in Cairo. That's why I decided to share this episode, sharing my experience and collection of my sort of practical tips or things that I think would be useful to know in advance for those of you who are planning to come either next summer or throughout the year and especially if you're not that experienced in festival life in general because many of those tips will will apply to other events outside of Egypt too. In fact, what you're about to hear is not just a podcast episode, it's actually a lecture that I recorded specifically for a new program that I'm preparing for the Yana Dance Club, which will be a new intensive, the Cairo Dance Guide. And there I will share information not only about dance festivals in Cairo, but in general, all things related or of interest for dancers that you can find in Cairo, including local classes or dance shows or where to buy costumes or what to go see and all that stuff combined, of course, with dance tutorials and dance classes and interesting nuances of dance technique that I noticed during my stay so far from what I saw at festivals and other local teachers and sharing my overall experience trying to deliver you this but via online and to prepare you for your future trips and visits to Cairo either for festivals or in general for the city. So this is going to be the entire program, not just this lecture, it will be practical uh, dance tutorials and a bunch of different lectures which is coming uh, to the Young Dance Club very soon, already next month and maybe if you're listening a little bit later than this podcast is released, you already can check it out at the website youngdanceclub.com. I will include link in the show notes but for this specific podcast episode I chose to share this specific lecture because I do think a lot of dancers will benefit from it and in this case you can uh, see 
you can hear, check the audio version and listen to what I have to share. And in the intensive uh, at the club uh, later, it actually will be a video lecture, so you can also watch me <laughs> too and receive a bunch of additional bonuses and um, PDF files, which will be available as a part of the intensive. But for now, I hope you will enjoy this audio podcast, uh, listening to my uh, tips and uh, things about inten- uh, festivals that I feel would be interesting and useful to share with you. And good luck on your upcoming trips. I wish everyone at least once in their belly dance journey to come and visit Cairo, visit one of those dance festivals I will be talking about. And as usual, let me know what you think. Don't forget please to screenshot this episode and share with your friends, with community. The more dancers know, the better it will be for the dance community in general, because this is a very practical episode about a lot of tips and festivals. It's also a meeting place for our community so it's always fun to see uh, each other in person but if you are not meeting in person we can meet online and I am always curious to see who is listening to the podcast. This episode was brought to you by the Yana Dance Club, a meeting place for committed dance enthusiasts of all levels. Most of our members shared that the club helped them to improve consistency in their training, meet new dance friends, and discover various topics through hundreds of different tutorials. This is definitely a belly dance training that becomes a lifestyle. Learn more at yanadanceclub.com, link in the show notes, or simply visit yanadanceclub.com and try for 7 days for free. In this lecture, I want to talk about festivals, dance festivals in Cairo and give you a bunch of tips for your upcoming trips whenever you're planning to come to Cairo to visit this kind of dance events. I have the whole list of things that I want to talk about, so I'll try to be not super long, but be exactly on point. So first thing, first of all, like which festivals exist in Cairo and how to find them. Uh, The thing with festivals, uh, specifically in Cairo, is that uh, usually, not always, but usually, you kind of need to know about them. There is no centralized uh, website or page where you can go and see, oh, which dance events happen in Cairo. In fact, dance events, dance festivals in Cairo, they are targeted for foreign dancers, they are not really known among locals. Most of Egyptians, 99.9% of people in Cairo will have no idea that this kind of events happening in the city um, because they are usually targeted for foreign dances and you kind of need to know about those festivals and uh, um, at least the teachers or event organizers who run them. So I will name here a few that uh, you can pay attention to, but I will also have a list you will receive uh, together with this lecture. You will have a a PDF file with all the names and links that I know about, but I know I don't know all of them. So the ones that happen in the summer, the biggest ones that you kind of need to pay attention if you want to choose which festival to attend is um, Ahlan Basahlan, Nile Group, Cleopatra Festival and Drugs, of course. These are sort of the most famous known and also I Am Zaman course uh, by Nadal Masriya. Then throughout the year also uh, there is Wael Mansour and Yusuf Sharif has their festival, Jewel of the Nile. 
uh, Tito has his intensive, Karim God has uh, his uh, sort of tour slash intensive, Shahrazad organizes retreats. Uh, there is also belly dance on location but f by Farah. Uh, there are also Crazy Nights Festival also in summer happening, by the way. You see, it's a lot. Like, even I, knowing uh, many of them, sometimes skip like or forget the order of things. Then also during winter, there is Mohammed Shaheen's Intensive and the Randa Kamel Intensive. And throughout the year, there are many more that happen in Cairo, pretty much every month or two. Uh, usually every month there is something here. Uh, the main difference between festival and intensives or courses that if you paid attention I was naming them, it's a slightly different format. They're usually all of them about one week long, five to seven, sometimes eight days altogether. Uh, but the main difference is that festivals will have way more uh, teachers and the amount of workshops. Uh, often workshops will be happening simultaneously in different rooms, so you can choose which one to attend. And on contrary, intensive or course, uh, it will have less number of teachers during the course and maybe less, sometimes less number of hours dancing, but it also will have less number of participants and more in-depth. So sometimes you will dedicate one day or four or five hours to one topic, rather in festival, two or three hours workshop, typical choreography, sometimes technique, and you're done next to, uh, next to the, the uh, another different topic in another hour. In course, it can be more in depth, uh, but it's less number usually, less variety of teachers and less, less number of participants. Uh, but this is main things to know about festival and intensive courses. And some of the events, they're also combined with uh, touristic activities, sightseeing, so the organizers will take you around Cairo or to different other cities, sometimes mixed with dance activities, you go on a cruise and dance on the cruise between cities, or sometimes you have one week, let's say, dance training, and another week you can go on a tour, so it depends uh, um, also from event to event. But the list of at least where to start, you already have. I will try to keep updating whenever I remember or find out about even more new event. I will try to add them. But um, this is kind of sort of the thing you kind of need to know and follow either event, find them or the teacher. Now the next uh, question typically is how to register and how to get to them. So some of the events will have websites with all information available and uh, all the details that you can check, but many of them will not have. So just be ready, that's just how it is. And many of the events, they will uh, simply have social media page, either Facebook, sometimes event or page or Instagram page. And uh, the information available there very often for people who used to, to more like, let's say, um, planned in advance and scheduled and organized, super like organized in the sense that all information available super in advance. It may be a bit frustrating because sometimes you, you won't be able to see, let's say, prices uh, on the website or on social media. Uh, sometimes you won't be even able to see the full uh, schedule. Uh, it may be posted just one month before the event. But there will be dates, obviously, place, location, and teachers. And that's usually what's the main promotion thing, is the teachers. Whoever is teaching at the festival, 
that's one of the most important things. And people usually choose festivals according to teachers or sometimes according to dates of your vacation. But you know what I mean. If you have a choice, usually people will go to the specific teachers. So other information kind of considered for whatever reason secondary. Just be ready, just be aware that in order to register very often, in order even to find information about how much it costs to go, what packages are available, you literally need to message either email or message. There will be always information on social media or whichever website or Facebook page who is sort of coordinator, administrator, organizer. You just either email or message, whatever is written there, and then they send you information. Usually for festivals, there are three tiers of packages. There is full package, which is available, like it basically includes everything. There is a silver or variation of silver package, which has less maybe variety of stuff. And there is a bronze, let's say, a minimum uh, fee that you need to... Um, register for in order to participate in the event. So usually there are three tiers and then you choose and schedule still may be announced just one month before the event. Just be ready for that and sometimes it may be changed too. Uh, now, one thing at a time. So as I mentioned, uh, very often those events, intensives and festivals, you, in most cases, they take place in hotels which is quite convenient. So you live there, you have a conferences, conference rooms where you have classes, and in the evening, the same conference rooms are transformed into performance locations. So usually um, you will, the package that you will be registering for festival will already include price for accommodation and workshops. Uh, and hotel will include also either breakfast and dinner or breakfast and lunch, depends, depends on the hotel. There are sometimes options that you can go and live in the city. There, there are Airbnbs or you can find and rent apartment somewhere else. But um, that, for that you will really need to emphasize for festival organizers that you want just classes and that's typically... Mm, that's not very typical usually because for festival participants it's much more beneficial to live in the hotels because of very crazy schedule and intensity that you have during the event. Uh, but if for whatever reason it happened that you are living somewhere not in the hotel, uh, just be also aware that many festivals will have sort of a registration fee. Again, I'm just telling you so that it's not a surprise for you, like, oh, the price of classes is this, but the final price is different. Uh, that's very often typically happens. But the hotels that uh, they are choosing is usually international. They are big. Um, they are pricier compared to regular, let's say, Airbnb in Cairo. But at the same time, you are on location. And during festival, during that one week, very often it's very, very and useful to have a room literally there that in between workshops you can nap a little bit or at least you don't need to try to worry about traveling back and forth on Uber because Uber in Cairo, uh, the traffic or ride itself more or less is okay unless it's rush hour, but it's always tricky how long it will take for Uber to get to you because it may say three minutes, but in reality it will take you 40 minutes until you actually get in the car. 
So consider uh, that and compare to international prices, hotel prices here will be pretty much the same as let's say US, Canada or somewhere in Europe. Uh, next, as I mentioned, the festival itself will have uh, several packages and um, as a dancer and as a teacher, I highly recommend at least once in your life, try to go for a full package, which full package will include basically everything. But from practical point, and if you're a little bit advanced dancer or really, really afraid of physical um, intensity, then uh, I would say go for other packages because full package, it's really a lot. Uh, basically, during festivals or even courses or in intensives, uh, you usually have between six to eight hours of dancing every day. So there will be two or three workshops of different duration, usually two and three hours, and they are combined. And when you have a full pass, a full package included, you can go to all of the workshops. Um, if there are two or three simultaneously, you can drop in the beginning on one workshop and catch the end of another workshop. Basically, everything is um, uh, available for you. But from physical point of view, of one life, one week of life like that, it's uh, very, very intense and often you physically won't be able to attend everything. So that's why I'm saying like for, from practical point of view, uh, consider that you most likely won't be able to attend all classes. At the same time, one of the benefits of full package is that it also includes all the shows in the evening, all the passes. You don't need to worry about any additional cost because usually silver packages or bronze packages, they only include a certain number of workshops and classes that you can pick which ones you want to go to, go to but according to the number um, which is... Uh, possible and available in your package but silver or whatever variation it will be called maybe not silver but basically like second and third tier uh, package usually will not include entrance to opening and closing gala shows which are very important they are very um, the teachers uh, usually perform their invited guests uh, um, very often in Cairo for those nights, local artists are invited with their own bands and they do the whole set. So it's not just one or two dances, it's the whole set as if you went to a local, let's say, restaurant or club and it will be one uh, performer with uh, several costume changes and the whole set of songs and during opening a gala one night can be several artists like that, big stars, uh, plus some teachers may be performing. So it's a really a big uh, shows and I highly recommend to go and see that's for you an opportunity if you don't have time and sometimes it's very difficult during festival uh, time week to find time to go to the venue to see artists who actually work in Cairo and stars who perform here festivals opening in gala um, opening gala and closing gala are the nights to catch them right there, right on spot during event itself. Because on other nights, there will be a lot of performances from uh, participants. There will be open stages, competitions. Sometimes there will be surprises and still uh, invited local stars with their bands. But for opening and gala show, it's kind of guaranteed. So the full package, 
the gold package or whatever it's called the full pass basically will include your entrance and other packages will not and sometimes opening and closing color show they're relatively expensive so it may end up worth getting full pass so this you need to check one by one according to the event um, the schedule and choice of uh, workshops uh, this is something that you will need to decide prior to the event usually not always but usually uh, event organizers ask you when you're registering oh, which workshops would you like to attend and sometimes it may be the point that you only see the teacher schedule on the schedule timeline uh, or sometimes you may already see the topics of workshops, but uh, they are also sometimes announced last minute. Again, just be ready for that. Uh, there is no problem if you need to switch. Like, let's say you said, oh, I want to go to this workshop and this workshop, but then you, for whatever reason, decided to change uh, your choice. Uh, usually it's not a problem as long as you do it, let's say, the day before. So you cannot skip and not show up and they say, oh, I didn't show up. Can I take another workshop instead of that? This doesn't work. But as long as you do it prior to the workshop, usually it's not a problem to change. Uh, now, how to choose workshops? Which ones to go? Uh, my first recommendation, of course, go for the teacher that you really want to study with. And this is my main, usually, like, focus. Okay, I really want to go to the class, and there are teachers that I don't even care which topics they will be teaching. I just want to study from them. So I go for them, regardless when exactly their classes are. But sometimes you may not know all the teachers, or you kind of maybe lost, it's too many good teachers that I want to really go to. So here are a couple of practical tips to keep in mind and remember if you're not really experienced festival participant. So if I'm in the situation that I'm debating which workshop to go, and they're equally important and interesting for me, I often would consider giving preference to workshops that happen in the afternoon. Just remembering that all evening shows that you will be participating, either it's opening or open stage or competition, whichever night, evening you go workshop, it will finish very, very late. And after the full dance day of dancing, you will be very tired. So giving yourself a little extra hour of sleep in the morning, maybe not a bad idea. But this applies again. If I see the teacher like, oh, I really want to go to this teacher, I, for myself personally, I still will push and go no matter what. But again, if it's like kind of debating, then little tip, starting at least on the day three or four, consider maybe making your life a little bit easier and looking more in the afternoon workshops just because in the morning it will be very, very difficult for you to wake up. Then personally, me, I also don't like to overschedule too much the day that I'm performing. And uh, I highly encourage you go for open stage or competition performances, whatever is available at the event, which I'll talk in a, in a second. But sometimes you may discover even last minute, like the first day that you come to actually do the final payment and receive your badge or the schedule or your pass, whatever you need to show at the door uh, for the workshop. So basically first day, they may say, oh, your performance was scheduled on this day. This is also for you if you see the need to uh, switch or schedule, you can do it right there. Like let's say switch workshop, like or can I change? Because personally, I, when it's a day of performance, I want to make it 
as free as possible and even the day before I want to make sure like I didn't schedule three workshops on the same day. Again, sometimes it still doesn't work like that according to the topic or teacher that I really want to go and see. Then everything that I'm saying sort of like uh, uh, doesn't matter. It just you, you go and you do. But I always pay attention. Or oh, is there a possibility maybe to take other interesting classes and make my performance day a little bit more uh, chill? And uh, as I already mentioned, sometimes it may happen that there are three workshops that I kind of want to take. And very often when you look at the schedule of those festivals, you kind of want to take all of them. So <laughs> that's why I'm saying uh, you will, even if you love... Uh, and no teachers, sometimes you kind of really want to take all of the workshops and then you kind of need to choose uh, not only from according to topics, but also from practicality point of view of making sure that you can survive physically and enjoy this week. So as I mentioned, sometimes it may happen that, oh, it will be three workshops, all three that I will take in one day. But for me personally, I try, if I can, if the topic aligns or the star aligns <laughs> in the schedule according to my interests, I will try to put three day, uh, three workshop day, either the very first when I'm the most fresh and then afterwards kind of take a chill, more chill, like maybe one workshop per day, maybe two at most. Or I will put it on the last day that I know afterwards, the next day I can collapse and slip through. So this is a little tips uh, personally for me how I do it but again do what you need to do what you feel uh, like doing I'm just giving tips in case there are people who not really much experience with festivals they don't know uh, how it works and uh, kind of need a little guidance <laughs> and a little bit of tips from practical not just be based on this excitement like oh, I want to take everything but sort of be a little bit sometimes realistic that everything sometimes it's too much and uh, your brain uh, there will be no matter how many workshops by the way you will take even if it's just one per day just be ready that in the middle somewhere in the middle of the festival event you will feel so tired that you will question how is it possible to survive there for sure will be such moment because unless you're a professional experienced dancer there is no time in your life that you would dedicate the whole week just for dance events, which includes classes and watching shows till very, very late at night. So even if you're taking only one workshop per day, it still will feel intense and just be ready and embrace it. It's a beautiful feeling. And I love, <laughs> I love and hate the state. Then sometimes you're so tired and you stand in the class and you listen to the teacher you really listen you really want to listen and accept information and perceive and absorb and dance you're really really trying it's not like you're distracted on your phone and changing someone like you're really there listening but you don't hear and you realize that you don't hear like the information and the words kind of pass through you because you're so tired <laughs> of lack of sleep and physical activity but at some point it switches and it's open, almost like opens the second breath. And it may sound crazy. And to understand why I like this state, you kind of need to experience everything to go through it. Uh, but it's inevitable. There will be moments that you will be so tired that you barely will be able to move, but it will pass. 
And this brings me to the next very often question that I received, especially when I uh, this summer shared so many stories uh, on social media from my festival experience that I did not just one, I did the whole month basically since we were in Cairo. And that's quite extreme to go from one festival to another like that, uh, just because your body doesn't recover. But one of the main questions that I kept receiving, how to survive with so little sleep? Because I was showing sometimes my alarm, like... It's 4 a.m., I'm only going to bed, and my alarm is already set for 7 or 6 a.m., usually for 7. Um, and in my case, since we were living in Cairo at this moment, I was not in the hotel. So I, of course, had extra trouble of traveling back and forth um, between location and place where I lived and slept. Um, you, that's why I'm saying if you're staying in a hotel, you will not at least have this problem. But still, even if you put your alarm for 8, because very often breakfast is served till 9 or 10 a.m., it's not like even if you don't go to the first workshop, you can sleep till noon. You still want to eat something in the morning <laughs> to catch the breakfast. So still, it will be way less sleep that usually, most likely, I'm not saying for sure, but most likely you are used to together with um, physical activity. And one of the main questions was like, how to survive? How is it possible? And here's what I want to say. It may sound crazy. It's uh, definitely not healthy in terms of lifestyle, but usually people come for one festival. It's one week of your life. You will survive. You may not know, you may not understand, it may sound crazy, but believe me, you will survive an excitement of this festival energy, excitement and all this inspiration, information, uh, visual uh, excitement of all these performances, it will push you through and it will help you. And you may wonder yourself, how, how is it possible to that uh, like I function still? But you will do it. Uh, that's possible. It's just one week of your life. Think about this like this. It's just one week of your, my life and I'm here. I want to absorb everything and you will want to see everything, even if it's your 10th festival. Still, there is still this like vibe and excitement that you want to attend in this show and this workshop and, and chat with people here. And you met these friends from, who traveled from another country to this event. So it's not, festivals is not just educational events. They are also, uh, places of uh, meetings and collaborations and catching up with friends so it's all together all of the all this package all together and your body will survive one week uh, if you're staying in the hotel you have a benefit of sometimes sleeping a bit uh, earlier you don't have to also go to all evening events uh, you can skip some of them you can go away earlier I'm just saying you probably will not want because you will want to see everything, but you have this option. You're not obligated to stay and do everything there. And also, if you're staying in a hotel, you have option even to, in between workshops, let's say you take morning workshop uh, and that's it. Let's say you go and sleep in the afternoon or in between morning and evening workshop or maybe before a performance day. So if you're staying in the hotel, you have option of having like this little gaps of one, two extra hours of sleep during the day. If you're not staying in the hotel, then obviously that will be a bit, a little bit more complicated. But on this topic, what I want to say, don't do a mistake of thinking, 
oh, I'm taking this festival as my vacation, which is only one week long, and then I want to come back home recharged, full of energy, uh, excited, etc. You will come back inspired and excited, but you will be super tired physically. So, after festival, always plan a couple of days that you will simply recharge. At least one day, maybe in the same hotel, you will just need to sleep through <laughs> in your body on the last day after the festival. It, you will sleep through like, I don't know, 12, 14 hours easily. You will just compensate for that week. So plan that or maybe take a few days more and even go to the beach because Cairo is not that far from the um, beach area. There are a lot of uh, resorts here. So maybe plan your vacations a bit longer than just one week of festival. Or even if you stay in Cairo for a few more days and you want to recharge, there are swimming pools in your hotel or uh, in other hotels you can get a pass for the swimming pool. But don't make mistake of thinking I'm going away for one week vacation and next day after I come back after flight to my home country, I'm going back to work and I'm full of energy. That's not going to happen. Physically, you will be exhausted. Emotionally, inspired and recharged. But physically, you need to plan after festival a couple days of literally nothing. No activities. Just simply chill, relax, recharge and let your body recover after this activity. This is my sincere tip. Please take it seriously because that will be useful. If you don't believe me now, you'll remember my words at the end of the festival. Uh, another tip that I would say if you're staying at the hotels, because sometimes these hotels, they are in the middle of the city, but sometimes they're kind of in the middle of nowhere. So in order to get somewhere to the store or pharmacy or shopping mall, obviously, but like more like Grocery stores, you still need to get Uber, and Uber, as I mentioned, it's always a lottery. It may be very fast, come to you, plus whatever time to the location that you want to go, or it may take forever for it just to get to you, to take you somewhere. So when you arrive to the hotel on the festival, to the festival intensive, little tip, on the first day right away, Take an Uber and go somewhere to the, I don't know, nearest shopping mall or grocery. If you see that, oh, the hotel looks like in the middle of nowhere, it's not like you can step on the street and get to the convenience store. And get there a bunch of little snacks, whatever works for you, either protein bars or maybe some fruits uh, or uh, crackers or whatever, like or nuts uh, or dry fruits or whatever it is for you, because... In your hotel, of course, you will have breakfast and usually you will have dinner, so food will be available. But in between intensives, you may want a little extra something to recharge, so a little extra snack. And in the hotel, um, you can order food, but if you order a meal, very often it takes forever. So don't think in half an hour break between workshops, you will be able to order get it and eat it, <laughs> plan at least a few hours if you are actually ordering in any hotels here uh, food to cook. Uh, and for snacks, they sometimes may have uh, available, but in the hotels they will be really, really overpriced. If you go to local, like regular ro local grocery, uh, you can get a bunch much uh, um, cheaper and it will be already available for you right in your hotel room 
you don't need to worry about that. And then in between workshops, you may want to grab a little food and plus think about the snacks, uh, not like indulgements, but whatever can energize you. That's why I'm saying, oh, maybe extra fruit. Because, yes, fruits you will have at breakfast in your hotel, obviously. But during daytime, you may want, I don't know, an apple or a little bit of nuts or whatever can give you more energy because you will need this energy during this festival week. Another element that is uh, at pretty much all events happening or at least I haven't seen event without it, it's also happened bazaar. So um, right there in the hotel, in one of the rooms or in front of the conference room where you have classes, there will be set a bazaar which with local stores and designers from Cairo who will bring their stuff right there. And you will have a variety of costumes, training outfits, accessories, uh, props, uh, pretty much anything you want related to belly dance will be available there. It's cash-based, so plan cash. In Cairo, very often you can pay for these kind of things uh, in local Egyptian pounds, but at festivals they usually will tell price in dollars or euros. So just bring international currency and uh, it's way more welcomed here <laughs> at these kind of events and it may be easier for you, so you don't need to worry about local pounds. Uh, one thing that I would say, if you go on spots here around Cairo to local stores, you usually will be able to find things cheaper than at the festivals. Because at the festivals, of course, they have their own, like, um, land, uh, how to say it, uh, booth fees. So, and it's specialized events, so prices will be higher. At the same time, if you're coming just for one week festival, consider it's right there. You don't need to go anywhere, you don't need to search for it, and even if you go to the local store and still show up as a foreigner, who knows which price they will tell you, because it's one of the things in touristic places, prices are not written here, and sometimes it may vary, depends on the day, or mood, or whatever impression you created, so um, it's still not guaranteed that, let's say, you will get better prices in the city. It is possible, I saw many cases, but at the same time, at the festivals, it's right there, and depending from which country you're coming from, it still may be way cheaper, and usually it will be way cheaper than what you can buy in your local country for this kind of stuff, for costumes, for props, for all the stuff. So just consider that if you have way longer time in Cairo, I would suggest before festivals even start, go to these local stores. Uh, there is a bunch of them also, a bunch of Kanel Halili, a bunch around uh, Cairo in general, that you can get a bunch of stuff. Uh, and get a good deal, but at the same time, at the festivals, there will be a bunch of options for you available, and you can shop, just plan, it's all, or usually, not all, all, but typically it's uh, cash-based, so you will need to have uh, cash with you. Um, another tip, if you are, since I mentioned, if you're staying for longer in Cairo for whatever reason, um, there may be situations that you can get to the festival uh, without really going through like registration and full packages, etc. This is not, uh, let's say, a guarantee and uh, usually it's not allowed, but sometimes I'm just saying this to encourage you, like don't 
think like, okay, maybe you can't, you went to one festival and then you stayed longer in the city and you kind of feel like, oh, I can't afford to go to the full another festival, but there is one workshop that I really want to go. My suggestion, it's not guarantee, it's not saying that, oh, this is how it works, but show up on the day of that workshop and just ask, can I just be for this one workshop? I happen to be in the city. Sometimes they still will allow. Again, it's not guarantee and it's never in advance. You will never know in advance. But sometimes if you are already there and maybe it's not a full class, why not? They, there may be these options. Um, but again, this is just a little tip in case you are staying in longer in the city. Another question which I receive, what kind of clothes to wear because uh, all like we in Cairo and it's dance festivals, like what kind of outfits to bring, etc. So in general, at the hotel, you can wear whatever you want, uh, literally whatever you want, uh, bring quite a few of sets of training clothes because you will be sweating and you may want to change a training outfit more than once per day. So whenever you see girls changing in between workshops, it's not only fancy for different Instagram photos and videos, but it's also from practical point of view, you, you sweat it and you just want to have fresh clothes on you. So bring uh, training outfits. Uh, you can get a couple new ones here, literally at bazaars, but you may want to have with you uh, some options. And also definitely bring a swimsuit and sunscreen because most of the hotels, not all, but many hotels will have access to the swimming pool. And again, it's another option to enjoy the sun and relax, recharge uh, in between workshops or um, maybe there is one day off completely. Sometimes festivals organize. And in terms of clothing, so during daytime, you will be basically in training clothes all day long. And in the evening, uh, Opening and gala shows are typically very fancy events, so you can experiment with evening gowns or super dressy, uh, fancy dresses or anything like that. And for other events, it's still uh, like official, nice clothes, maybe less fancy, but uh, think about some presentable like clothes. You will see some people in shorts and sneakers, but typically it's kind of different, uh, slightly different dress code. So something that you're comfortable with but consider in the evening it's a concert no matter who is performing it's a concert still uh, i highly encourage you to take advantage of performing in these events in cairo there are options for competition and competitions often they happen in um, two stages. Um, most of the events will have competitions just in oriental style, so it's not like a drum solo and fusion and folklore. Sometimes some festivals will have separate for folklore, yes, so again, inquire information about specific events, but usually 90% of them, it just if competition is happening, which is not necessarily for courses or all intensives happen, but for festivals, usually there is a competition part. Typically, it will be in oriental style, so not fusion, and of course, uh, kind of expected uh, that it will be more that you will be dancing more in Egyptian style specifically for competition. Competition often also happens in two stages. So there is one that you prepare your song to CD and you present, and then ten between five to ten finalists go to the second round, the final round, and they do performance to live music and live orchestra. 
And that's, of course, a very cool experience to be in Cairo with full orchestra. Here you will have 10, 15 people maybe on stage playing for you. Uh, so that's a very unique experience and it's experienced musicians who specialize in playing for dancers. This is very rare opportunity to find anywhere else in the world. So take uh, advantage of it. And if you don't want to participate in competition specifically, there is always option for open stage performance. In open stage you can do either to CD or you can also choose the option to do it to live orchestra and usually you will send your um, option of songs, your choice of song or you will have a list of options if you will need to choose which song you want to perform you try your best to prepare this is a separate different topic how to prepare to perform to live orchestra you may have or may not have rehearsal with band so if you're just doing open stage often you may not have really options so you literally step on stage and that's the first time you see which variation of the song they will play uh, for you but sometimes you may have a rehearsal as a one run to hear which variation they play but in any case take opportunity I know it may be scary but those musicians it's one of a lifetime experience possibly for you to try and experience what it is to perform with full orchestra playing for you and their task and their goal is not to make you look bad. <laughs> They're actually there to support you and to help you and to make your presentation be nice because they are performing together with you. So I know it's very nervous, but don't get scared and definitely do not skip this option and this opportunity. At least open stage, but go and perform no matter how nervous and scary you are because afterwards you will regret and you need to start somewhere so start with that and don't postpone and just go for it whatever it is a competition or open stage it's a really really unique opportunity to have this option of one of the best musicians specializing in this music here in Cairo playing for you so don't skip this is one of the main benefits and differences uh, there are many but this is one of them of specifically coming to Cairo to a dance festival, so keep that in mind. Uh, for your performances, don't forget to check about photos and videos because some events, uh, they have photographers and videographers who record everything and photograph everything and then you need to come and buy photos from them, but sometimes you need to order them in advance. So you kind of need to pre-order and say photographer like, oh, here is like let's say whatever is fee I want you to photograph my performance because sometimes they will photograph only if they already have let's say pre-order for that performance so check that in advance because you don't want to end up with beautiful or at least memorable <laughs> performance but not have any actual memories about it so photos and videos uh, it's usually a separate fee and check if you need to sort of order them in advance um, and two last points that I want to mention. So first of all, during workshops, um, consider that workshop itself at the festival, uh, it's pretty much like possibly any other workshops that you were taking uh, around the world in your ho home country, if you had any guest teachers. It's different from a regular class because workshop, it's a very intense 
um, learning experience. And in two or three hours, you will get a lot of information and you will need to pick up choreographies very, very quickly. So all the tutorials that I have been sharing at the Young Adults Club on how to memorize choreographies or how to pay attention to sequence or analyze it, they will be very handy here because you really need to be on spot and get it as much as possible. At the end of workshop, usually there will be a video recording. Sometimes teacher will record, uh, allow to record him or her. Uh, very often it will be recording of other participants who memorize choreography or we hope that there is a group who actually memorize choreography so you will be recording them. This is just how it goes and please respect the uh, instruction of a teacher. During the workshop there are no videos, means there are no videos. Don't try to sneak a camera because first of all it's disrespect to a teacher. Uh, but at the end you will have some sort of video and of course it would be great for you if you during workshop memorized and then video recorded or asked someone to video record also you because you will be relying oh yeah I memorized it and here I don't need to rely like on other person like did they memorize or they're gonna mess it in the between so you want to memorize as a sort of engage your short memory at least for three hours I want to memorize but because of the whole week of workshops it's not like at the end, next week after, you will remember all these choreographies without videos. That's why videos are very important, so make sure you always have enough space on your phone, <laughs> enough good battery, so you can uh, record it and have that uh, recording with you, because that's when the main learning part starts. I always say during festival, there is not much learning itself. There is learning in sense of a lot of inspiration and more like eye-opening of horizon and new standards and new goals and new potentials that you discover, that you discover all this material. But actual learning and grounding and sinking in the body and new skills you acquire afterwards if you work on all that material. Uh, during courses or intensives it's slightly different because there are less variety of topics and they go more in depth so that kind of goes on the flow you will at least have something but even those, those events the main learning part is if you take those videos and don't keep them just as a collection of videos on your computer but actually practice at home this is very very important and just have that mindset like here I consume I receive information but I will later need to digest and really sink all that information after festival is finished. This is very, very, very important. And the last note that I also want to remind you, uh, during festivals there is all, always option if you want to uh, work one-on-one -on -one with any of the teachers. There are options of private event, uh, classes. You just need to contact usual organizer. Sometimes you can go directly to the teacher, but often they will forward you to the organizer. Uh, to sort of book a class and they may even arrange a space time uh, for you and you can work on whichever topic basically if maybe something previously you wanted to work with this teacher or right after workshop you can dive even deeper into this topic so these options are very very uh, available there and it's in person it's right there so don't uh, I'm just reminding like don't forget about this element that can happen at festivals too. And the last one that I just remembered also, festivals it's also a great um, source and place to get new music because many of the teachers 
especially many Egyptian teachers, they produce their own albums, they collaborate with musicians, they create their own songs, they often teach choreographies or workshops to those songs and right there on spot you can get CD, many of them they have USB options there too, basically their new and previous albums will be available there, so always during workshop get with you some cash, also in dollars very often and after festival, after class right there or during the break you can come and get a new music and very often those albums are not available online or on iTunes. They're only available literally physically or later maybe you need to contact and ask the teacher to mail or send you somehow like that album. But during these festivals, during these workshops, it's the handiest place to get the newest, let's say, music that literally maybe was produced just recently by many, many teachers. So this is... Uh, a lot of other tips, specifically for festivals, I'm sure there will be <laughs> many more that you can add or I will think later to add, but I think it's already a lot. Um, I wish you good luck with your future trips. I wish you sincerely to come to Egypt at least once to any of the festivals, but hopefully as many times as you want. It's quite an experience. It's intense, but it's definitely worth it. And uh, it may sound crazy and overwhelming, but believe me, once you are in it, it's very exciting, very inspiring and definitely motivates you to up-level your dancing and regardless are you dancing professionally or just as a hobby because many of the participants, most of the participants, they're not professional dancers, they're just people who love ballet dance and who want to explore more of this culture of Egypt, of Egyptian style. And not only Egyptian style, it's not only limited here to Egyptian style, there are teachers that teach different topics here, but it's definitely a source of inspiration. So regardless, are you just enthusiast or uh, amateur or professional dancer, it, you're very welcome here and you will have a lot of fun and a lot of great memories from attending any of these uh, kind of events here. So good luck and uh, hope to see you at some point here in Cairo too, who knows? <laughs> This episode was brought to you by the Yana Dance Club, bringing more consistency and more fun into your dance training online. Check it out at yanadanceclub.com, direct link in the show notes. And before you leave, don't forget to screenshot this episode and share it with your friends, as well as leave a review on iTunes or any other app you're using to listen to the show. The more people know about this podcast, the easier it is for me to bring even more awesome guests. Until next time, keep shimming and keep dancing.